All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this edition of Wrestlers with Experience. I am your host, Mark Morell, one half of the most illustrious tag team in this perimeter. And when I say this perimeter, I'm talking the entire nine galaxies, 12 realms, the dark metal universe, and the future state. Ah, Mark Morell's a comic book geek. Yes, he is. I am a nerd, and I'm proud of it. Wait a second. I'm a blurred, and I'm proud. Along with my blackness and my inner conscious and my knowledge of self. <laughs> anyway, we welcome you to this edition of the show. My co-host, Dietrich Davis. My tag team partner. The head of the Starship Enterprise. The Han Solo of this motherfucker. King Boomba, yay. Diamond Head. The runaway King Kong himself. AKA that dude. For those of you listening to this podcast on your favorite streams Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbean, Castbox, Deezer, Tuned In, Podcast Addict, we thank you for tuning in. We are several shy to episode 150. And as I'm doing my thing solo in my spot that I like to call the Batcave or the Tiger's Den or Autopod Headquarters or whatever you want to call it, I'm doing my thing on this end. Dietrich is doing things over there at the majestic Wakandan Palace. We're going to get back together real soon and we're going to do the thing real quick. But as we already know, well, if you don't know, the title of this show is called The Rise of the Golden Star. Kota Ibushi, the reigning double champion of New Japan Pro Wrestling. For many of you who are familiar with Kota Ibushi or as we like to call him, Ibushi Kota. A lot of fans are familiar with him. I'm not even going to front and say nobody is not aware of who Kota Ibushi is. Everyone knows Kota Ibushi. They've known him for a long time. But for the casual fan who don't know who Kota Ibushi is, I'm going to school you on to who he is. I'm going to put you on to the, um, the Golden Star who he is and his accomplishments what he's done and what he's looking to do for the future of New Japan Pro Wrestling and where possibly the road could meet with a certain friend slash golden lover and how their roads intertwine with each other. So let's get right into it. Kota Ibushi made his debut in DDT Wrestling, Dramatic Dream Team. He was trained by Soji Kondo and Kohei Mikami. He comes from uh, Kogoshima Prefecture in Japan. He made his debut July twenty July first, two thousand four. Currently, he's um thirty eight years old, and he's wrestled under various different names: Hustle Common Orange, Robin Mask, Sammy Lee Jr., Oda Nobunga, and I'll get to the other name and explain that one later which was Tiger Mask W. I'll get into that later. So he made his debut in DDT, losing to Kota. Ko Kudo. 2005, he won his first championship. And him and Daichi Kakimoto defeated Dark Side Hero and Toru Owashi to win the KOD tag team titles. Then he lost the... Uh, um, he lost to 
Daishuki Dino. This was the cat that used to do the um, wacky um, pile drivers while putting his um, opponent's heads into his trunks. I remember that guy from there. And um, he lost that match, and he spent a lot of time in tag matches. And uh, from there, he went on to defeat um, Makoto Madoka, Madoka, excuse me, for the vacant independent junior heavyweight championship of the world, which was the belt that looked like the FMW junior heavyweight title, which was a take on the NWA world junior heavyweight title. He would then retain the belt and win the Ironman Heavy Metal Championship. He would go on to lose the Heavy Metal title. And then he went on to win the KOD Openweight Championship in the day one tournament. Only losing to Dick Togo, who's currently on the side of evil. He would then go on to team up with um, Kenny Omega. As the Golden Lovers, and they defeated um, Hiroshima, um, Hiroshima, and Toro Owashi to win the Dream Team Tag Titles, the KOD Tag Belts, and lost them to Kai and Tai, Dick Togo and Taka. He then went on to win the Openweight Championship Contendership Tournament, and then the tournament um, won the belt from Hiroshima. This was all in 2009, and then he also went on to win the Iron Man Championship. And lose the open weight championship to Shuji Ishikawa. And then after winning that year's Best of Super Juniors tournament in New Japan Pro Wrestling. That year, because he was on loan to them. He was freelancing back and forth. Both him and Kenny. His matches in DDT were mostly tag matches with Kenny Omega. Or involving matches for the IWGP Junior Tag Team Titles. And then he went on to dislocating his shoulder after winning the KOD tag belts and he had to vacate the belt. He's definitely done his thing for um, DDT. Ibushi made his return to DDT after losing to El Generico. He then went on to win the um, KOD openweight title for the second time defeating Yuji. And then this time he went on to defeat his tag partner Kenny Omega at the main event of Budokan Peter Pan the when they retained the KOD belt then he would lose to El Generico he'll drop the belt to El Generico and then he won the third annual DDT 48 general election and as a result he got an ultimate rematch he ultimately got a rematch with El Generico for those who don't know Generico that's um Sami Zayn Let's see here. Then on May 26, he, Goro Hihashi, and Kenny Omega defeated the Monster Army to win the KOD six-man tag belts. They then held the belts for about a month. And then it says right there, on August 18, DDT's annual Rio Goku Peter Pan event, Ibushi faced IWGP heavyweight champion, Kazuchika Okada in a losing effort. And then they went on, him and Kenny went on to win the tag belts in a three-way. It's a lot of tag team wins for um, Kota Ibushi. He had a very busy year between 2009 and 2016. And then on the last time, I'm just going to cut it real brief. On the last time, he went on to win the... Um, him and Kenny went on to lose the KOD tag belts. And then he went on to win the Open Weight Championship for the, for the third time. Defeating Daisuke Sakimoto and Yuji Okabayashi for the belt. And then he had to vacate the belt on November 2nd when he was sidelined for a cervical disc herniation. And then he announced in 2016 that he was retiring from DDT. Kota went on to um, do a lot of freelance work over the years. He would go to compete for New Japan Pro Wrestling, Big Japan Pro Wrestling for a few months. 
he would also compete and hustle. He was um, Hustle Common Orange, along with Hustle Common Red, and the rest of the, the Hustle Common Stable. All right. He's also did some Ring of Honor work. 2008, he competed in Ring of, Honor, Ring of Honor. He made his debut in Boston against Davey Richards in a match which he was cheered despite losing. During a brief tour of ROH, he, was, he wrestled um, Cesaro, team with Austin Aries to take on the Briscoe brothers. His last U.S. tour of ROH ended with a singles win over El Generico. Ibushi competed for ROH during the promotion second tour of Japan, teaming with Kenta to take on Naomichi, Naomichi um, Marafuji and Katsuhiko Nakajima in a tag match. Then it was announced that he would be competing for Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, but however, he ended up being injured before the appearance and was forced to miss the tour. Obushi made his um, debut in 2009 for the Philadelphia-based Chikara promotion and was in the King of the Trios tournament along with Kudo and Michael Nakazawa. And then he went on to wrestle in the Ray of Volador's tournament over the next two days. He defeated Dos, Player Dose, Stu Grayson of the Dark Order, and became the 2009 Ray De Volador's winner. And then he went on to participate, losing to Davey Richards at Evolve's very first show in the main event. Son did some shit here. <laughs> Coda did, did some work. He's a traveling man. Just to let you know, he was a traveling man, Kota Ibushi. Yes, he was. He made his debut in Dragon Door on his debut show, taking on Taji Ishimori, taking part in Taji Ishimori's babyface team, taking on Milano Nito Collection AT and Little Dragon. They were pitted in a handicap match against Soju, Soju, Suji Kondo, Takuya Sakagawa, and Yashi, but they were defeated, right? Uh, they also took part in the Aquaman Cup tournament, um, beating Asagan Isu, Toa Iwashi, and Shogo Takagi. Sh Shingo. Shogo Takagi? Or is it Shingo Takagi? It's probably Shingo Takagi. Was eliminated after the second round after um, Kondo and um, Yashi won the match. He did some special appearances for, um, for this organization. And he did the last show where he teamed up with Milano Collection AT and Berlina the Boxer on the name of Ibushino, a parody of Yoshino against Agan Iso. After Dragon Door folded, it was revealed to be a part of a new incarnation, Eldorado Wrestling. He wrestled in the Eldorado show, teaming with Ishimori and Jumping King Akimoto in a losing effort against Isu and his new tag team partner, Pineapple Hanai, a.k.a. Ken45. Kenachi Sakai. Okay. Ken 45 Degrees. Oh, that's actually a badass name. Uh, let's see here. He got his revenge against in um, El Dorado's first big show, teaming up with El Blazer and Milano Nito Collection to defeat Kondo, Yassi, and Ken 45 Degrees after the miscommunication amongst those. Then in late 2006... He teamed up with Milano Collection AT to take part of the Treasure Hunters Tag Tournament and reach the finals before being knocked out of the tournament by Suji Kondo and Dick Togo. Ibushi and Kagatora won the number one contendership for the UWA Tag Team titles and went on to win the belts, defeating Tokyo Gurintai and would later vacate the belts due to inactivity. He also gained four points in the Greatest Golden League in 2008, but it wasn't enough to progress until out of block A and into the semifinal. Now, for 2009-2014, this is where I remember Kota Ibushi because he did a lot of freelance work for New Japan for these years before officially signing with the company. In May and June of 2009, Ibushi participated in the Best of the Super Juniors tournament held by New Japan. He fought the likes of Koji Kanemoto, Tachi Ishikari, Jushin Thunder Liger, 
before losing to the finals to Prince Devitt. Obushi went on to participate in Noah's TV um, Cup with tag team partner Atoshi Oka before advancing to the finals and losing to Yoshinobu Kanamaru and Katara Suzuki. On June 1st, he entered in his second best of the Super Juniors tournament after winning a block with six victories over seven. Ibushi defeated Taguchi to advance in the semifinals of the tournament where he was once again defeated by Prince Devitt. Then he returned October 11th, 2010 to New Japan's destruction and teamed with Kenny Omega to defeat Apollo Go-Go, which is Prince Devitt, and Taguchi Ryusuke. Prince Devitt, for those of you who don't know, that's um, Finn Balor, <clears throat> Fergal Devitt, for the IWGP Junior Tag Team titles after Ibushi pinned Devitt. As a result, he was also granted a shot at Devitt's Junior Heavyweight title at Wrestle Kingdom 4, Wrestle Kingdom 5, January 4th, 2011. And in the event, Ibushi was, a, was unsuccessful of capturing the belt. Then at Fantastica Mania that year, a New Japan and a CMLL co-promoted event. Ibushi and um, Omega lost the junior tag belts back to Apollo Gogo. Then on May 26th that year, he entered into the Super Juniors tournament. After losing the first two um, round-robin stages, Ibushi came back with a six-win streak to finish his block and advance to the semifinals of the tournament. Ibushi's first defeat, first defeated um, Davey Richards to get to the semifinals and Taguchi in the finals, and he went on to win the Super Junior Tournament to get a shot at Prince Devitt and the Junior Heavyweight title. Ibushi went on to defeat Prince Devitt to win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title at Dominion on June 18th for the first time. Ibushi made his first title defense, defeating Devitt in a rematch at Rio Goku Peter Pan, and his second in August 1st, defeating um, Taguchi Ryusuke. And then he attempted to repeat Devitt's feat of holding the New Japan Junior Heavyweight titles at the same title, where... The Golden Lovers failed to regain the IWGP tag belts. And then after that, September 12th, he was stripped of the junior title and the KOD tag belts after he was sidelined with a dislocated shoulder. Ibushi then went on to return at Dominion at um, June 16th when him and um, Daisuke Sasuke and and Kenny Omega defeated Bushi, Kushida, and Prince Devitt in a six-man tag match. Later that night, Ibushi challenged Loki to a match for the junior title. On July 29th, Ibushi defeated Loki to also win the junior belt for the second time. He had his first successful defense defeating Kushida. Ibushi followed up by successfully defending the title against Taguchi Ryusuke at Destruction. And then at the King of Pro Wrestling event, he lost the belt back to Loki. And then at Wrestle Kingdom 7, Ibushi unsuccessfully challenged Prince Devitt for the belt in a three-way match against Loki. That was the match where Prince Devitt debuted the Venom, I mean the Carnage symbiote face paint and body paint. Um, that was dope. That was an ill-ass entrance. And Loki came out dressed up like um, Agent 41 Hitman, which was actually pretty badass. All right. Okay. He was also announced to be a participant in the G1 Climax. This was his first G1 Climax, and this is when he started to get himself ready for heavyweight competition. He went up... um, from 84 kilos to 88 kilos to prepare himself for the heavyweight tournament. Ibushi finished the tournament with four wins and five losses, failing to advance in his block. Now, this was the first time that he participated in the G1 Climax. Had some good matches there. All right. Then, on October 7th, 2013, I'm getting all this from Wick, so... Bear with, me, bear with me on this one. I'm getting all this info from Wikipedia. 
Along with Naoki Sugabayashi and Shinshiro Takagi, representatives of both DDP, DDT, and New Japan, they held a press conference that he has signed dual contracts with both promotions, three years with DDT and a year with New Japan, making him the first wrestler to ever have such a contract like this and have two home promotions. He wrestled his first match under a New Japan contract at the King of Pro Wrestling on October 14th, where he told Maki Hanma and Makabe Togi, a.k.a. GBH, went on to def were defeated in the six-man tag when they were defeated by the Bullet Club, Carl Anderson, Bad Luck Fale, and Prince Devitt. Returning back to the junior division, he began chasing Devitt for the junior heavyweight title. Then at Wrestle Kingdom 8, he went on to defeat Devitt to win the junior heavyweight title for the third time. Kota Ibushi made his first successful defense against El Desperado on February 11th. The guy who I'm getting ready to call the, the next breakout star in the junior division for New Japan right now. At the New Beginning show in um, in Osaka, Ibushi main event at the New Japan Pro Wrestling's 42nd anniversary event, losing to Kazuchika Okada in the non-title match between junior and heavyweights. And then on April 3rd, he made a successful title defense against Nick Jackson. Later, an evasion attack, Ibushi and El Desperado were unsuccessfully challenged by um, Nick and Matt Jackson, the Young Bucks, for the tag belts this is when he went on the challenge for the tag belts along with El Desperado I forgot that El Desperado was kind of like a baby face at the time El Desperado I mean excuse me Bushi's third defense of the title came at Wrestling Duntaku 2014 when he went on to defeat Taguchi and on May 25th back at the Yokohama Arena he unsuccessfully challenged Tomohiro Ishii for the never open weight title and then the Dominion he would defend the title against the winner of the best of Super Juniors, Ricochet. Then he would lose the belt to Kushida on his fifth defense. He also suffered a concussion at that time, which forced him to come out of the 2014 G1 Climax. October, 23rd, October 3rd, he came back. He was now a permanent heavy wrestler, and he signed a one-year extension on his contract. Ibushi would make his return after the G1 and that power struggle, attacked Shinsuke Nakamura and then challenged him for the Intercontinental title. He received the shot at Wrestle Kingdom 9, but was defeated by Nakamura. Dan Ibushi entered into 2015 New Japan Cup, defeating Doc Gallows. And after defeating Yano Toru in the second round, he defeated Naito Tetsuya in the semifinal and Goto in the finals to win the New Japan Cup and had the right to challenge for the singles title, the heavyweight belt. Then the following match, Ibushi had decided that he was challenging AJ Styles for the IWGP heavyweight title. Good match. You need to check that one out. At Evasion Attack. This was the match where we saw that um, Kenny Omega was going to cost him the title, which he damn sure did in this matchup. And then... He went on to compete in the 2015 G1 Climax. He failed to advance in his block. He had a record of four wins, five losses, scoring wins over AJ Styles and Togi Makabe. And as a result, he received a never open weight championship title match at Destruction Okayama. He lost to Makabe, and then he was sidelined to, to another cervical disc herniation. And then he announced his resignation from... New Japan Pro Wrestling that year. February 16th, he went back to the Indies where he was cleared to wrestle from his herniated disc. He decided to resign from both New Japan and DDT and continued as a freelancer due to feeling that he could not handle the burden of working two schedules. And as a freelancer, he was billed as a representative of Ibushi Pro Wrestling, Kenjoku, which is Ibushi Pro Wrestling Research Institute. Ah, let's look at his name. He wrestled his return match as a freelancer in DDT's 19th anniversary show where he and Goto Hiyashi defeated Jun Kanasi and Senshiro Takagi and Kenso and Michael Nakazawa in a three-way tag match. He also appeared at NXT's TakeOver in Dallas and he had debuted for the Inoki Gnome Federation 
and he made his debut for Wrestle Run. Um, defeat losing defeating Jujiro Kenshiro. Okay, I think I know who this guy is. Okay, then on June 13, twenty sixteen, for those of you who were watching NXT in its heyday. When NXT was the shit. It was announced that he was a participant. In the Cruiserweight Classic. The tournament kicked off. June 23rd. With Fabushi defeating Sean Malata. In his first match. Then he made his NXT in-ring debut. Debut against Buddy Murphy. Then he went over to defeat Cedric Alexander. In the second round of the match. Who was currently one half of the Raw Tag Team Champions. It is said that on July 15th, the Pro Wrestling Torch that Ibushi had signed a developmental deal with the WWE. But in the, in the interview, Ibushi admitted that he was offered a contract, but he did not sign it. On August 28th, Ibushi defeated Brian Kendrick to advance to the semifinals of the Cruiserweight Classic. Ibushi was eliminated out of the tournament by semifinal eventual winner TJ Perkins, TJP. The torch went back on the early report stating that he had not agreed to sign a contract beyond the tournament, which was a fact of him losing the semifinal match. On September 29th, WWE announced that Ibushi will be teaming up with Kenta in the upcoming Dusty Rose Tag Classic when he was injured. But um, talking about um, Kenta, Ibushi was paired with TJ Perkins and the two entered the tournament defeating Mustafa Ali and Lindsay Dorado in the first round, and then they were eliminated by Sanity, Alexander Wolf and Sawyer Fulton. So he had a nice little run. You know, he had a nice uh, four or five-month run in the WWE, competing in both major tournaments. That was some really good shit. And now he comes back. On October 10th, 2016, Ibushi returned to New Japan taking part in a dark match prior to the King of Pro Wrestling event. Ibushi wrestled that match as the mask character, Tiger Mask W. Based on the animated series that just came out, Tiger Mask W, defeating Red Death Mask. Now, <clears throat> Red Death Mask, if you don't know, at the time was Juice Robinson. Wow. And then later, New Japan announced that Tiger Mask W would return to the promotion January 2017. Tiger Mask W returned, defeating Tiger the Dark at Wrestle Kingdom on the, at the Tokyo Dome. And that's when he defeated Albert Christian Hardy, who was Tiger the Dark. And if you don't know who... Albert Christian Hardy is. That's ACH. That's my man right there who said, you know, F the WWE. On February 8th, while successfully defending the IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Monroe Suzuki, Okada brought up that Tiger Mask W was his next opponent, leading to a program between the two heading into the 45th anniversary show. Tiger Mask team. Tiger Mask W teamed with Tiger Mask, defeating Okada and Gato in a tag match. And at the 45th anniversary show, Tiger Mask W was defeated by Okada in a non-title main event match. And then, of course, it goes on to talk about the Golden Lovers reunion. <clears throat> now, this was a three-year build, considering where things were going. Actually, more so, it was uh, more of a um, three, a two-year build. On where this was going. Ibushi. Under his real name. Was a participant in the G1 Climax. New Japan billed Ibushi's return. After two and a half years. Not acknowledging his stint as Tiger Mask W. Ibushi finished the tournament. On August 11th. With a record of five wins. Four losses. Fell into advance of the block. Then at Power Struggle that year. He unsuccessfully challenged. Hiroshi Tanahashi for the Intercontinental title. And he lost. Abushi lost. Uh, Abushi beat um, the American Nightmare Cody at Wrestle Kingdom 12. 
It was previously built as a title match for the ROH title, but Cody lost the belt to Dalton Castle before getting a chance to defend it at Wrestle Kingdom. Then at New Year's Dash, he was attacked by Cody after losing a match to the Bullet Club, but Kenny Omega stepped in and stopped him from doing so. And then at the New Beginning, Ibushi returned to favor, saving Omega, who was involved in the altercation with the Bullet Club members, Cody and Hangman Page. <clears throat> and in doing so, the reuniting of the Golden Lovers took place. Then at Honor Rising, the Golden Lovers won the return match against Cody and Marty Scrawl. After the match, Ibushi and Omega were confronted by the Young Bucks and were challenged as Strong Style evolved. And then at the event, the event, the Golden Lovers defeated the Bucks, although Ibushi would become would later become a regular in Bullet Club tag matches during the road to wrestling Duntaku, he was not considered a member of the faction. On June 9th in Dominion, Obushi was in Omega's corner defeating Okada as he defeated Okada for the IWGP heavyweight title. And after the match, Ibushi, Omega, and the Bucks embraced each other in the ring, forming a new subgroup called the Golden Elite. Then that year, in 2018, he finished with six with a record of six wins, three losses, and tied top tier in the block. He will proceed to go to the finals due to the victory in his final block against Kenny Omega. This will make Obushi the first pro wrestler to proceed to the final of the New Japan Cup, the best of Super Juniors, the G1 Climax. However, he lost in the final to Tanahashi that year. And then later, he would defeat um, Hiroki Goto for the never open weight title, but will go on to lose it to Will Ospreay in Wrestle Kingdom 13. And now in his current run, G1 Climax winner and double champion. On February 11, 2019, Kota Ibushi announced that he was staying with New Japan and that he will be the first competitor in the New Japan Cup 2019. This came after speculation that he was going to follow Omega to All Elite Wrestling. But since this announcement was exclusively in New Japan, it was later revealed that he had a two-year deal. In the first round of the New Japan Cup, he defeated Tetsuya Naito to go into the next round, but to lose to Zack Sabre Jr. in the second. Due to him defeating Naito, he was granted an IC title match against Naito at the Supercard in Madison Square Garden, where Ibushi defeated Naito to become the IWGP champion, Intercontinental champion for the first time. At Dominion, he would lose the belt to Naito, and then he would compete in the G1 Climax 2019, defeating Lance Archer, Bad Luck Fale, Will Ospreay, Zack Sabre Jr., Sonata, Tanahashi, and Okada, with only two losses to Kenta back in Dallas and to Evil. He went on to defeat the winner of the block, Jay White to win the tournament. This made Obushi the first wrestler to win the G1 Climax, the New Japan Cup, the best of the Super Juniors, the three main singles tournaments in his career. He received his G1 Climax title shot on night one at Wrestle Kingdom 14, where he was defeated by Okada um, while losing the singles match to White on night two. Then, February 2020 at the New Japan Road event he and Hiroshi Tanahashi dubbed themselves Golden Ace defeated the Gorillas of Destiny to win the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Belts Ibushi's first time winning the title and his first tag title in New Japan since 2010 when he entered the company Ibushi entered the New Japan Cup that year where he was we defeat Zack Sabre Jr. in the first round only to lose to Tai Chi in the second. Then, on July 12th at Dominion, Ibushi and Tanahashi lost their tag belts to Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi Dangerous Techers. Then on September 19th, 2020, he entered the G1 Climax where he scored his first win over Okada, only losing two matches throughout the tournament against Shingo Takagi. And the only man to beat him in, and the man he beat in last year's tournament, Jay White. And then he would go on to beat Sonata, who was the B-Block winner. November 7th, 2020, at Power Struggle, 
he became the first man to unsuccessfully defend the Tokyo Dome title shot contract to Jay White. Even though he lost the right to win, to, he lost the right to challenge at the Dome. Naito Tetsuya allowed him to challenge him on the 4th of January as Jay White declared that he'll be taking the night off. And then on January 4th, Kota Ibushi went on to become the double champion, pinning Naito in the main event for both titles. And then he would go on to successfully defend the successfully defend the titles against Jay White at night two at Wrestle Kingdom. Sonata then came out at the end of the match and challenged him for the belt. And he also stated that he wants to unify the double championships into one title. So, that's Kota Ibushi right there. Also, another thing too I'm going to get into is that prior to his martial arts career, Kota Ibushi practiced karate, winning a Shin Karate K2 tournament in 2003. In 2006, he was planning to make his K1 Max debut, but it was canceled after his opponent was injured. And then November 11, 2014, he announced that he will be making shoot his shoot boxing debut in an exhibition match on November 30th. The match with Ibushi's fellow DDT wrestler, Michael Nakazawa, in, the, in a draw. So, that's Kota Ibushi's career. Let's run down his title victories. He's a very decorated wrestler. Very decorated. He was New Japan Wrestler of the Year in 2018 from CBS Sports. He was the Chikara Ray de Voladores tournament winner in 2009 in DDT. He's won the IMGP World Heavyweight title, the Independent World Junior Heavyweight title, the Ironman Heavyweight title three times, KLD tag titles with Ihashi and Kenny Omega. He's also been the never open, I mean the never open weight. When I see never, I see never, sorry. Ooh. He was a KOD open weight champion three times. He is a KOD tag team champion five times. He is a go one climax winner. He is a KOD open weight championship contender winner. KOD tag league winner. DDT 48, two time winner. And Best Bout Award 2012 against Kenny Omega. He held the El Dorado UWA Tag Team Belts. He was a four-time uh, Japan Indie Award winner. Best Bouts for 2008, 2012, 2014, and 2011, excuse me. He was the Kind Tai Dojo Tag Team Best K-Bout K Award um, tournament winner Kaiju Big Battle He held the KBB Hashtag title His New Japan career of course Current IWGP Heavyweight champion Two time Intercontinental champion Three time junior heavyweight champion Junior tag champion Tag team champion Never open weight champion Best of Super Juniors winner 2011 G1 Climax Two time winner 2019-2020, New Japan Cup 2015, and Corsco 2020. Uh, he was the Nikon Sports Best Tag Team Award with Kenny Omega, Best Technique Award, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, ranked number 17 in the PWI 500 um, in 2019 and 2020. SoCal Uncensored Southern California Match of the Year with Kenny Omega versus the Young Bucks. Ranked number eight in the top 10 wrestlers of um, 2020 in Sports Illustrated. Tokyo Sports Best Bout Award, um, two-time winner, 2010-2013, and Technique Award for 20, 2009 and 2019. He was the Um Young Dragon Cup winner. 
He won the Dragon Mixture Tournament for Ultimo Dragon Fiesta in 2006. And then Pro Wrestling Weekly. Um, Best Bout Award 2010. Best Bout Award 2018. Best Tag Team Award with Kenny Omega. And in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Best Flying Wrestler for 2009, 2010, 2012, 2013, and Match of the Year in 2015. So that's Kota Ibushi's career. Now, I want to go back to the whole Golden Lovers thing. The Golden Lovers situation was one of the best storylines for New Japan Pro Wrestling and just at that general, the wrestling world. You see, because as both Kota and Kenny Omega were starting their careers, they didn't cross paths with one another in New Japan when Kenny Omega joined the Bullet Club. When he got his opportunity to take on AJ Styles and to win the heavyweight title from AJ, Kenny Omega got on the ring apron and he distracted Kota Ibushi causing for him to not to hit the Phoenix Splash on AJ Styles. He just stopped and stared and looked at Kota Ibushi and Kota Ibushi looked at him and people were wondering what the hell was going on and it looked like Kenny Omega was going to leave Bullet Club and stay with Kota Ibushi or it looked like he was going to interfere but instead he got hopped off the apron and went to the back he went to the back of the locker room AJ was pissed but AJ still went on to get the win to retain the title and then of course we seen the build up where both Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega were coming out to save one another and this is when the Bullet Club was having their strife. This is when the guy jeans of the Bullet Club were having their strife with one another. When I'm talking about basically the elite, Cody and Kenny, um, trying to absorb one another for the leadership of Bullet Club at that time. And it was a big, big deal. And, of course... Uh, Kota and Kenny comes out and save one another in both bouts. Then they will go on to have the tag match against the Elite, which was a great match. And they all reformed and got back together. And they stood side by side as the Golden Elite to um, get back together. Now, when they had their their time when they saved each other from Coda and I mean I mean from Ken, I mean from Cody excuse me it was a very emotional scene to see um Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi back together the fans loved it they really loved this arc and where the story was going the fans fell in love with it it said it took them like 5 years to put this thing together. But what's to say that this story hasn't ended? Last year, Kota Ibushi goes on to win the G1 Climax Tournament. Kenny Omega goes on to win the Eliminator. At the end of the year, Kenny Omega becomes world champion. Excuse me. He goes on to become world champion. After he becomes the world champion, Kota Ibushi loses the right to challenge briefcase holder. He does that. And from there, he goes on to win the IWGP belt and the Intercontinental belt at Wrestle Kingdom this year. So that was pretty good. And I state this because both Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega are at the top of the wrestling world right now. 
And what's interesting about this is that thoughts are running through my mind. As both Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi are on top of the wrestling world right now. Kenny's on the belt collector tour. Kota Ibushi wants to unify the Intercontinental and the IWGP heavyweight belts into one belt. To make that the double crown, one championship belt for him to carry around rather than the two. They're doing Bullet Club in AEW and in Impact. Bullet Club is still running rampant in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Dietrich and I have have stated this offline and online. As Kenny is going around collecting belts. He's the mega champion. He's the AEW world champion. He's going to become the Impact world champion. What's to say that Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi at one time or another or at some point that they are not going to cross paths? I think they're going to cross paths. I think that they are going to face off against one another. And I state that because Kenny and... Kota Ibushi, Golden Lovers. In an alternate universe, if you really want to look at it like video games, they're both the Ryu and Ken of the wrestling world. And they're tied to the hip with each other. Look at them. They are at the top of the helm. They're ruling the roost right now. They're both on top of the world. The Golden Lovers holding the top two singles championships in wrestling. And and I'll say the top two out of the top six world titles in the wrestling world right now. To see them two eventually go at it, it's going to happen. Or I would love to see it happen. But whatever the case may be, it will be interesting to see Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi face off against each other. Not in a winner-takes-all match or whatever the case may be, but just to see them take on each other since they have not been in communication or around each other since 2018. That's something. You know, in fact, no, I'll go back. I'll go back further. Yeah, about 2018. They hadn't been around one another. So now imagine. The Golden Lovers facing off. As AEW and IWGP double crown champions. In a phenomenal match. There's a lot of intrigue to that. But ladies and gentlemen. That's my. Take on the rise of Kota Ibushi. Now. I got some bouts that I think I need for you guys to see. You need to see. Him versus Prince Devitt. If you got New Japan World. You got to check out him versus Prince Devitt. Those series of matches were great. The triple threat with him, Loki, and Prince Devitt at Wrestle Kingdom 5. You got to see that. You have to see um, him versus Zack Sabre Jr. Good match. Him versus Will Ospreay. Of course, anything with him and Okada, you got to check out. The two bouts with Tanahashi were good. Uh, the TJP match from the... Um, Cruiserweight Classic. I highly recommend that you see those. Uh, him versus Kushida, you got to see that. Him versus Taguchi, you got to see those. Those were good, good matches. 
Um, I would recommend the bouts with Naito. You got to check those out. And the bouts with Jay White. You got to check those out. Good matches. Very good matches. And last and certainly not least, um, anything with him in the G1 Climax tournaments, you got to check those out. Very good matches. And of course, the IWGP Junior Tag Matches against Apollo Gogo, you definitely got to check those out. And if you are a diehard and you follow DDT, you can check out those um, matches with him and DDT as well. Some good bouts as well. You got to check those out. And if you are more of a hardcore tape trader, you know, check out those Chikara matches and his ROH run. You got to see those. Interestingly enough, if Kota Ibushi didn't sign with New Japan Pro Wrestling, him being in the, in the WWE would have been interesting. But they would have pigeonholed him, pigeonholed him and kept him in the cruiserweight division. But sadly enough, they wouldn't push him unless they kept him primarily in NXT. He would have been the man in NXT. Trust me. I think Kota Ibushi would be the man in NXT. And especially back then. But ladies and gentlemen, my name is Mark Morell. Follow me on my social media. XM Nightbuster on Twitter. M double forty four on Instagram. Mark A. Morell on Facebook. Follow Dietrich Davis on Instagram. The World Boss. You gotta follow him there on that. Hit the email. Team DDOD at gmail.com for any questions, comments, concerns, what have you. Do that. And we thank you once again for tuning in to Wrestlers with Experience. And on this episode here about the rise of the Golden Star. Oh, also, there's some documentaries on New Japan World that you need to check out. I'm going to recommend those for you, too. It's uh, Kota Ibushi training at the Secret Base and the Return of the Golden Lovers and the G1 Climax um, documentary with him winning. You got to check those out. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend it that um, you do that. Let you check those out. So, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Mark Morell, also known as Mark Knight. And we thank you once again for tuning in to Wrestlers with Experience. And we'll see you soon.